So my next guest is a professional MMA fighter who has appeared in organizations such as, oh my God, the list is so long. You guys should just check her out on Wiki because it's seriously long. I mean, it's like Elite XC, Platinum Fighting Productions, Fatal Femme Fighters, um, Tough Enough, Extreme Wars, Titan Fighting Championship, Championship, Raging Wolf, Kick Enterprises, Extreme Fighting League, Show XC, Fight Hard MMA, West Coast Fighters, X1, I'm probably missing something, World Events, True Fight Fans, and, and International Fighting Championship. And that's not even all. Not even all. She was, she was the, the reigning champ of Invicta FC and then got called up to the UFC last year, fought Cyborg. And, and she's, she's doing even other things outside the cage. She's a serious badass. We got Tanya Evinger in the house. She's driving to Louisiana right now and she's here with us. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I thought you were going to leave Victor. No way. Are you kidding me? Hey, hey, hey. This is Evolve WMMA. And I'm your host, Shelly Devine. Okay, so you thought I was going to forget about Invicta FC, huh? Yeah, 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 definitely. That was uh, one of my best runs. We don't want to forget that one. <laughs> yeah, you, you had an awesome run with them. I mean, you were the reigning champ. You left there. You got called up to the UFC. Um, but how you left there wasn't, you know, your typical way of, of leaving a promotion. Uh, you had that rematch against Yana Kunitskaya, and... You know, she, I guess, really didn't want to give up that belt, but you were the obvious, you know, dominant winner and and came off of it. But you had to deal with um, some, you know, shit talk and whatever. What what what, yeah. what, what happened with that? I, uh, you know, I just think that uh, I don't know. I think she's um, batshit crazy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Um, uh, reality just isn't isn't part of her her game plan i think that she really thought she won that and and um you know what i i think what i did was something that was super hard and something that you don't really you haven't really seen happen you know for a commission to overturn something like that so for me it was like a big milestone in the sport a big step uh a step towards like uh you know our, our sport growing a little not being so egotistical and stuff you know and, and the commission's kind of given in a little where you know we still got commissions today that are, are so hard to work with they mm -hmm. just make life hell for the fighters and the promoters and this and this and this and you know it's just nice to see the commissions uh stepping up and and taking a, the fighter side and and making what's right right you know so for me i i just wanted i would just wanted that rematch and, and to do it again uh, it wasn't like i was trying to run and you know not give her a rematch obviously i wanted to kick her ass so you know, it was definitely going to happen, but, um, you know, I, I think it just, it's still going on still the, the, all the talk, but you know, not for my part. I don't, I don't really care. Um, I think people are like pushing, like we need to fight again, like some kind of match, like it might go either way. And I, I don't know. I want to slap the shit out of some people, but, uh, I mean, if they want to pay me for an easy fight, I'll fight that girl again. That's ridiculous, but I will fight her for the money. Yeah. That's awesome. I like how you say that. If you want an easy fight, I'll fight her again. I, 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 I mean, I can't help but chuckle about that. But um, 
for for um our audience if if they don't remember you know you had put was it knee or foot on her face to to um use you using it as a defense yeah uh, uh first you know i i do it all the time and i go knee on face just to get my elbow out and once my elbow's out i i step up on the face and that's where i get my extension and it's just it's impossible to get an arm bar when somebody's standing on your face and I think that people are so stuck in like the, the rules and this and that. And, you know, the way I think I just look at things different and, you know, if it ain't illegal, it's legal and I'm going to use it. I'm going to, I'm still in a street fight almost like, you know what I mean? Like I realize there's some rules and stuff, but, uh, the way I grew up at home, I, the pretty much the rules in MMA, I wasn't allowed to do in a street fight anyway, or my dad would slap me silly. So, you know, um, it's not any change from a basic fight with my little brothers or some kid on the street. So I'm just in there doing what, what I know how to do. And, and I'm unorthodox. And I think people have uh, a problem with that. And, and they question everything I do. And I don't know. They, I, I think they just think I'm a turd and don't know how to fight because they don't realize what I'm doing. But I swear I've thought all of this through and they're all real moves. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, I thought it was great when we, when I saw it uh, last year, and I thought it was great when you. It must have felt really great to to be vindicated after that fight and and know that you went in and you beat her and it was a solid win, and um and then you know just coming out of that and then and then moving on and getting called up like um it was like a month or two later we we had talked about um you know, possibly getting in the UFC, how they've kind of, you know, dodged you a bit. And then you had, what was it, Megan Anderson, um, you know, dropped off the fight and, and they're like looking around like, you know, who do we got? And everybody's saying, Tanya Avenger, Tanya Avenger. And, and, and you took that fight. And I mean, it was a, it was awesome. How, how, I mean, how did you feel about it when you came out of it? And, um, you know, leading into it, the whole, the whole experience, because it was your, your UFC debut. I mean, that's like the largest promotion really to get on as, as a female fighter. I mean, what was that like for you? Uh, you know, I, I think the whole process was, um, was something I was prepared for this time around. I think that when I, I did the ultimate fighter, I wasn't prepared for the situation and how it all went down. I think that, you know, that was a lesson learned and, um, you know, I wasn't able to compete on that show. Just like I'm that person that can't like things have to be right for me to be able to, to be my best. And, and if things are going wrong, I think you see it in my, in my work. So for me, it was something that I was already kind of prepared for. And I knew they were, of course, they're going to give me my first fight in UFC. Of course it's going to be cyborg. You know what I mean? So it's not like I ever planned on them doing anything nice for me in, in that sense, you know? So, but for me, it's like, I, you know, I, I, um, I can't let myself be scared. I, I refuse to let myself be scared. So the whole time going in, I'm like, man, I'm going to whoop her ass. I'm going to beat her. Y'all laughing at me, but I'm going to beat her. And, you know, I think what it came down to is, uh, me training, you know, I stepped in for Megan on the Invicta card and, and I went up, I was going up to 45. So it was me like, you know, training for a fight that, that was going to be probably my easiest fight of my whole career. You know, I, I think that that was literally the easiest fight of my whole career. Um, I was about to go into out of weight class above that I wasn't even trying to cut any real weight or, or get bulked up or anything. I didn't have to be bulked up for that girl. And then getting a call three weeks out and being like, you want to fight cyborg? And I'm like, fuck, now I got the biggest fight of my career. And I got three weeks, which only really adds up to two weeks because I got to go out there a week early. And it was like, 
now I know I got to fight somebody that's literally cutting like some real weight and they got some real pounds behind them and she's going to put that back on. So now I got to figure out a way to hold my weight up uh, high enough to where I'm cutting, a, cutting weight for 45 and to be able to put it back on too. And that just didn't happen. I think I put maybe seven pounds back on uh, lost. I'm sure some of it for the fight too, just because my metabolism, but I just had the wrong weight on me. You know, I had, um, I just had kind of sloppy weight, just try to keep my weight up. I was just eating whatever I could instead of having an eight week camp in my lifting program to match the type of fight I am in my training program to match the type of fight I was going into. It just, it just wasn't enough time. And I don't think that, um, uh, I just don't think that I performed the best I could have. And I, I don't think that I'm a turd and I don't think that I should have fell down to my knee and I don't think that they should stop this early. I mean, I didn't have any marks on me. I could take a little bit of damage. You know, people don't beat me up because I'm hard to hit. You know, I, I move around a lot and stuff, but, um, yeah, you were know. definitely I mean, I rolling. Not, you were um, rolling with those punches. You definitely rolled with them. And I mean, uh, was, I'm just curious, you know, people have often said about her, you know, her hitting them. They're like, holy you know, shit, it's like a freight train. I mean, you got hit. What, what was that like by getting hit by her? Um, I don't think the punches were um, anything. I mean, obviously she hits harder than the girls fighting, but I think I do too. So like majority of the girls fighting just don't hit very hard. You know, I, I think that um, the guys in the gym hit me just as hard. So by no means was her punches <laughs> going to knock me out. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um but that knee, that knee hit me once or twice. It finally got me in the temple, and that, and that just kind of short-circuited my legs a little bit. But I don't, I don't know, man. Just let her beat me up on the ground a little bit. Maybe it's the way I kind of went down covering up. I don't know. I, I just, I just can't even tell you. I mean, it was just, um, I don't know. I handle good and really pressurous positions, and if they would have let her hit me a couple times, I would have figured it the fuck out, and I would have got up, or I would have figured out how to get control to where she wasn't hitting me like I don't know I mean there's really no excuse I whatever I lost I lost but I will take that rematch with the full camp and um you know just do my best to, to try to uh get that w back or or um do what I can to you know uh put on a way better fight that's how I feel about it um I mean it's been a while since you've actually lost a fight I think you you have like I don't know, maybe one or two losses or something way back. And so, you know, going into that, you knew it was a tough, it was a hugely tough challenge with a short fight, you know, short fight camp and preparation for that. And dealing with loss, um, you know, how did that affect you now? I mean, you're, you're, you haven't fought since last year. Um, and, you know, you've had an injury, you've been doing a lot of other things, but, um, you know, say you didn't have the injury and, you know, going into what's next for you as a fighter, how, how will this play a role in, in your next fight? You know, having that loss and how does it make you hungry? You know, how has it, you know, motivated you? Um, you know, I don't like to lose. Obviously, I, I, yeah. I cried my eyes out. They wouldn't even let me go to interviews because I couldn't stop crying. You know, and, and it's just disappointment myself pretty much because I know I can, I can handle more than that and I can fight better than that and I'm just tougher than that. I just don't think that, um, you know, I just, I think I'm disappointed in every performance I put on. I'm always like, man, I didn't fight the best. And it's just, it's different when you're out there and I know what I can do and what I, what I don't get done in the fight. And I think that, um, 
I was just disappointed in, in that whole situation, but man, I don't know. I, uh, this next fight, I was excited about it. I just, uh, I don't think I hold on to the losses like some of these people, like it'll ruin their whole career and it kind of steals their ego and their edge and kind of just kind of takes away their whole career and, and they lose it just right out of their hands. I'm not that person that, that holds on to a loss so much that, that it ruins my career. I think I just, you know, I've, I've competed enough in sports and, you know, you want some, you lose some and I get upset about it and I, I'll cry about it a little bit, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm going to get back in there and, and do it again. And I, I just feel like I can tell myself, like, I'm good at this. I'm really good at this. And, and it doesn't matter what anybody says or what happens. As long as I train, I know I'm going to do well. So I don't have that pressure anymore that I used to like put on myself. And I think a lot of fighters and stuff put on themselves. I, I just go in there knowing that I can perform if I, if I'm in shape, as long as I'm in shape, I can perform, you know? So, uh, I don't, I just, I just think that, uh, <laughs> man, that was such a horrible loss. Uh, I've never been put down. So that was, that was just a hard one for me, but, um, yeah, I can imagine. I, I wasn't out, damn it. Yeah, right. But I just know. let her, if you're going to whoop my ass, let her whoop my ass, man. Because I would have figured it out and came back. I would have figured it out. But either way, uh, I'll fight anybody. And, you know, I, I just think that uh, I'm an easy match. I don't understand why they didn't just match me. They almost let me lay off about seven or eight months before they gave me that next fight. You know, and I think that's crazy, man. I, I will fight anybody. We don't have anybody fighting. 35 people are injured and stuff's going on, man, pregnant people and this and that. I don't know, but I'll fight anybody. I'm an easy matchup as long as you can get somebody to fight me. And I think that was the problem. I think the girls see me as a little bit lower than them. And, uh, that's not the case. You know, I obviously I'll fight you and we'll see where everybody places, but I think the girls see me a little lower and they just don't want to get that loss to me, you know? So I think that that's why a lot of girls turn the fights down. So I think the matchups are hard on the other end than on my side, you know? Yeah, the rankings are a little messed up. They have you, I think, in the 135, like as, you know, ranking fourth. And then they have you, they don't even well, they have, have you. 145. They have me at 145 ranked fourth. They, they said do? they won't rank okay. me at 35 until I fight at 35, which is ridiculous. I fight it. All my fights are at 35. I'm like, how can I not be ranked at both? And they're yeah. like, you can only get ranked at one. I, I didn't know that, like, I have to, like, fall into suit according to their rules. They should fall into suit according to the fighter they're here to follow our careers so if i want to fight at three or four different weight classes i should be ranked in three or four different weight classes as long as i'm competing i just don't understand all that that shit you know i think that takes away from a lot of girls being able to move around and stuff because i feel like i can fight 25 35 or 45 as long as they're paying me to fight i will go fight obviously if we're going 25 i want a little bit more money because it hurts <laughs> yeah right uh, yeah. weight cut <laughs> yeah it hurt me yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's just, I mean, I, I don't, I don't get that when I was looking at it, I'm like, I, I don't understand what's going on here. She just fought, you know, the number one contender and, mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I, I thought it, I thought when I looked, you weren't even listed on the, it was very confusing on the 145. I, maybe, maybe you were, but on the 135, you weren't. And I'm like, why aren't yeah. you? Yeah, that's weird. that's why I was. Yeah, arguing. and I'm like, what is going on here? Um, so when when you had, you know, you've watched the one, is that what you will fight in? Are you looking to fight in the 145 in you in the UFC, or could you go to 135? 
Oh yeah, my contract's at one thirty-five, and that's too. They said too that that's the reason they didn't match me up because they I was signed at one forty-five, and I'm like, no, I'm signed at one thirty-five. I took one fight for y'all at one forty-five. The rest of my fights are at one thirty-five. Oh, so. okay. Okay. Well, that clarifies a lot. And yeah. then, I mean, if if you do fight in the one forty-five again, you know, you saw Holly Holm uh, fight. You know, how do you how have you? how would you feel about fighting her or um, Julia Budd or even Megan Anderson to get to some money? I will fight everybody. <laughs> yeah. I will fight everybody. I don't have, I, everybody asks me who you want to fight next. And man, I don't know. I'm not chasing anybody. I'm chasing a, a belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, they don't have no rhyme to their rhythm up there. They're just putting whoever they want into place and fight for this and that belt. I'm chasing a bell. I'm not chasing anything else. So, um, whoever stands in the way and whoever wants to fight me, let's fight, you know, I fight for money. So. Yeah. What, which speaking of that, I mean, right now you, you, you're, you have an injury, you just had surgery. Can, can you let us know? I, you know, I, I saw that you had surgery, but I couldn't figure out what you had done. And I knew you were in a lot of pain and I'm like, Oh my God, what did she have done? So what, what did you <laughs> have done? Horrible. Uh, I, I, heard it getting ready for that Austin card that I was supposed to be on that USC Austin card. Um, just a guy in the gym, light sparring, some random dude come in the gym. Don't know him. Never been to my gym. I'm on the last round. I have five of my training partners in there. This dude should have never been in the cage with me. I don't even, this is, I'm so particular about when I train. And I think a lot of people talk so much shit to me at the gym about, Oh, this and all that. And you know, at the end of the day, I'm 36 years old and this is my first, time I've ever had to have surgery and a big injury like this because I'm so specific about how I train and, and who I train with. And, and I'm not trying to get hurt, man. I'm out here trying to make money. And the longer my body lasts, the longer I'm able to fight, the longer I'm able to make money. That's what I want to do. I'm not in there to prove my ego in the gym. And I think that's what it came down to. He, uh, he's my last round and he gets in there and he starts swinging hard. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I've been going five, I was in shark tank. So I was going five minute rounds. And all my guys are standing out. So every five minutes, they come in and switch on me. Yeah. And you're fresh. You literally just came off the street. And you're fresh. And he gets in there. And my training partner's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going in this bar. And I'm like looking at him and looking at my coach not saying nothing. And I'm like thinking, maybe my coach knows this dude or something. Like, this is weird. And I should have said something. And I just I kept him out. And this is my fault, you know, too. So, I mean, I should have said something. I should have refused to, to spar with him. But we were doing light sparring. I'm just starting to get my cardio back. That's all we were doing. And uh, he starts swinging hard. And so I'm like, all right, this dude's trying to hit me. So then I start swinging hard. And then that will kick me so hard. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm not going to be like laid out. Can't walk for two days because some idiot's trying to whoop my ass. So I'm going to, I just plan on taking him down and getting his back and just beating on him until the round's over. Well, I put him against the cage and he was just so strong. He was a big dude. Um, he just turned me off the cage and blocked my leg and literally broke my leg in half. My leg came completely sideways and landed on it. My own leg and my hip landed on it. And he, uh, it tore my ACL, MCL, LCL, meniscus, and broke my tibia off. So it was oh. horrible injury. And I just, I couldn't even cry. It hurt so bad. And like, I was so freaked out because I've never had to pull out of a fight. And the only thing, I couldn't even cry. I was just like, get my gear off. And they all, my coach thought I hurt my pinky or something because I had hurt my hand really bad doing something. Maybe it caught on somebody or the cage or something. So I thought I like tore a tendon in my pinky. So he thought I was just being a baby about my pinky which that bitch hurt too. So yes, I would have been crying if that would have been hurt too. Like he doesn't understand my injuries. So anyway, um, he thought I was just crying baby and about that. So he didn't say shit. 
no, I'm laid up on my own leg is wrapped up underneath me. Like, and I'm like, take my gear. I'll take my gloves. I'll take my gloves off. So they finally take my gloves off. And then I'm like, just like, ah, ah, like the, I just didn't know, like the pain's never going to go away. And I was like, there's no way I already knew I was injured. And I was like, there's no fucking way I'm injured. No way. And I'm like, there's no way I can go to the doctor in this much pain. I, I don't think I can literally get in a car and drive to an emergency room with this no. much pain. It was so intense. Yeah. And so then finally, and I'm screaming, I'm like, take my shin pads off. And they take all my shin pads, all my gear off, except for the leg that they blew out. They leave that one on. I'm like, take my fucking shin pads. And so I'm so pissed at this point. I stand up and I'm in the gym and I'm like, you all know I have a fucking fight. I'm training for a fucking fight and y'all are fucking in here hurting me. Like I'm chewing the guys out. I'm pissed. And I think my adrenaline was rushing so much that I was, I was able to stand up. I stood up and I just was like looking at my knee and I just couldn't believe it. And then I walked out of the cage down the stairs and I still can't believe I did it because there was nothing holding my leg together. And so after I kind of sat down and I, I was like standing, I kind of rock, let my leg dangle. And my leg was literally just dangling underneath me. There was nothing like holding it together. And so when I sat down and I kind of turned my legs, I was in my knee just fell right off on my leg, like just fell right off my knee. And I was like, Oh my God. And that's like, I think when it finally hit me that like, man, I'm fucking hurt. So I did, that's when I like started like crying and shit because I'm like, man, this is my, I'm a fought in seven months. This is my first real fight in my weight class. Ah, I just couldn't believe it. Heartbreaking. And so I probably cried for like two weeks over it. And then I go and I'm probably going to go in shock because it's hurting pretty bad now again. So, um, so it's been a lot, a long process now. So Holy two, we had to go through two surgeries and shit. It was hurt. It's hurt pretty bad. Holy shit. I, I'm, yeah. I, I knew it was, but I couldn't find where you know, what the, what the catalyst was, what, what had happened. And, um, I, I feel for you because I've, I've been injured that way too. And had, <laughs> but, and had a guy come in, random guy came in and then basically left. Uh, I had an ACL tear and then I re-injured it a couple other times. So I know, I know how you feel about mm-hmm. like, but I didn't, I mean, I didn't have fight. I just, I, I didn't want to stop you know, participating in my classes right. to, me, to be out of the training was right. huge. So, yeah. I mean, I completely empathize. And I think when I saw it and, and saw that when you were like saying you were still in pain, I was like, holy shit, what the hell happened to her? And I didn't even want to like hear it because I, I could feel it in my own body, what you're going through. And I'm like, and I, look, I think I, I spent like a week before I told UFC, because I was like, man, how can I fight? Because I fought with broken hands. I fought with my feet fractured. I fought Sarah McMahon, my foot fractured. I fought uh, Vanessa Porto with a broken hand, with uh, my elbows, all kinds. Like, I fought with so many injuries, and I'm like, man, how can I win this fight? With Because I just I just work around it, you know what I mean? All right, this hand's hurt. I can't. No, try not to punch it. This hand always happens, but try not. You know I mean? I can figure out a way to win a fight, and I just can't figure out a way to win with my out my knee it's just impossible I just couldn't it was literally just dangling every single thing and it was torn and and my bone was broke so I was like fuck man I just I just couldn't figure out a way to win uh that fight and I'm like man if I go in there and lose a fight like this that you know I just I just don't think that they love me enough to give me any real good you know like there's no way you can fight with an injury like that i mean you have to fully recover and take take the time to recover um um which is a a long road i mean 
have you have you started any sort of physical therapy? Do they allow you to get on yeah. a bike or? Yeah, I uh, started before surgery, and then right. um, the very next day after surgery, I was in rehab again. So, you know, I've I've been going to a lot of rehab. I just think that uh, the first surgery, like just the way my body healed, uh, was a little crazy. So that's why we had to go in surgery again. So I think that the first surgery kind of helped me back from therapy, because mm. like, I was wasn't able to do a lot that I should have been able to do, but we were doing more than I was physically supposed to be able to do with how much, I mean, having to go to that second surgery, you know, with knowing that I was doing way more than I should have been doing. And that's why I was in so much pain because I just thought I was being a pussy because all these people can do it. Well, <laughs> like, why can't I do it? And I'm like, man, there's no way these people are tougher than me. So I just push through stuff and then ends up, they're like, wow, you should never have bent your knee that far. And you shouldn't have went past this and you've been into this. And they're like, you're going to surgery the very next day. So I just had to go right back in. And man, it was like, it was like a whole new leg when it came out of that second surgery. I was like, it's like a real knee, like worked like a real knee. It was crazy. Hmm. But um, I don't know, at least I'm healing up and everything's strong and I, I feel good about it. And, um, and I'm like, when can I fight again? <laughs> Cause I just threw this event and I spent all my money on it. So I'm like, uh, I need to fight. Like when my physical therapist is like, I think you can fight two months. And I'm like, I don't think you understand what happens in a fight. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. Uh, gonna they, my leg off. <laughs> yeah. Do you, have you tried any alternative therapies like uh, acupuncture for pain or anything like that? Um, I have tried something. No, no. Uh, no, I haven't tried acupuncture or anything. I've tried a uh, shit, I guess. No nothing I I would nothing anybody I, my that, is I'm not good with pain pills I hate pain pills I can't take them so I wait and wait and wait and then all of a sudden it hurts so bad and I'm like oh my god and then I'll take them because I have to I'm just not a pill person so it's hard for me to take any kind of pills I can't even take vitamins I can't take pills so I it's like I torture myself all day long and then I'm like well, I don't want to take them at night because if I need them during the day blah blah when I don't even sleep any hours a night because I'm in so much pain and I'm like, why do I torture myself? Just take a freaking pain pill and go to sleep. And I just, man, I just have such a hard time taking them. So I think it's my own. I torture myself a little bit more than I think the normal person should. But Well, you're, I mean, I, I have to applaud you. You're taking, you know, total responsibility for all of it when maybe it's not really, you know, completely all your fault. I'm, I'm like, I, I can't even help but be curious about what the guy who, who freaking injured you, what he had to say afterwards. I oh, mean, he's never came back. I, never, of course. I, I, I knew you were going to say left. that. I just knew My training partners that. right after were like, you, you want to spar? You want to do some sparring? And then he's like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm leaving. And they, he literally packed this shit up and left right after. But uh, I mean... It was an ego thing, and I don't care what anybody says else that was in there. I was in there sparring with the guy, and I know when somebody's going overboard and when they're being too much. Like, I'm just still – at the end of the day, I'm still a girl, and you're still yeah. that much bigger than me and that much stronger than me, and my technique's only going to go so far. Your strength is going to stop certain things, especially if you've trained before. And there's just certain things you don't do. Like, what he did is there's nothing that's going to come out of that except for break my leg in half. And I don't understand. I see people do it all the time, and I'm like, what do you guys, I yell at my guys in the gym all the time. Don't do that. It's not even a move. You're going to break somebody's leg yeah. all the time. You're going to blow somebody's knee out. Stop doing that shit. Not a takedown. And they just, it's just like dumb, just like really beginner kind of moves. And, and that's why I say he shouldn't, he shouldn't have been training with me. It was a, I mean, my coach dropped the ball. I should have said something. I, 
it, it's just an all around fuck up from my camp. It really is. It's just my camp fucked up. Yeah, that that's that's so tough. Um, but that's a that that's a real tough one to yeah. swallow because you know that that intuitive kind of response where you're kind of second guessing yourself when something like that doesn't feel right, but you're being mm-hmm. polite and you're you're like, oh well, okay, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'm like it's like sparring. We'll just trade a little. I'll run. <laughs> It'll be over. Yeah. Nope. Well, I know like the, the guy that injured my knee, he came back into the gym and we were training again and he almost blew out my elbow. And, and, I, and I was like, oh, I am not training with you anymore. Needless to say, he never came in. So you kind of like, did the universe put this guy in here to teach me a freaking lesson? Because I've never seen <laughs> that dude again. And then another time I had this woman hit me with a machete and, you know, I was blocking whatever. She shit-talked me afterwards with all other, like, black belts and stuff. And, uh-huh. and I never saw her again either. But I have a good story about it. But, like, I'm like, what the hell is up with that? <laughs> you know? It's really annoying. Right. So you're going through all this. Right. You had your leg broken, your, your knee completely blown out, everything done. You probably had, did you have cadaver, like mm-hmm. a cadaver kind of uh, repair? Re- repair for your knee like with the ACL no they used uh they used my patella for my ACL and just put some screws up in there and some stuff like that okay um by the time we let my MCL heal a little bit before we went in and had surgery okay. um so it was bad so the meniscus had scarred up in certain areas so he didn't actually have to put the uh, stitches in the meniscus by then but everything else um he just fixed everything, and the second time he went in and just cut out the lining of my knee, and he said it was so bad. The second time we went in, he had to blow it up with fluid just so he can get the tools in there. It was so bad. It, it was bad. <laughs> and I remember how much pain it was, and I called my nurse, and I'm like, I need some pain pills. And they're like, you ain't getting no more pain pills. And I'm like, wait, what? I got like, I literally got like two right now, and I'm in so much pain. There's no fucking way I'm in so much pain. And they literally made me feel like crackhead, like crackhead, and how they don't give this and that. And I'm like, well, I you only gave me this much according to what you tell me to take. I, I should have been done with the last week and I made it last two weeks. And they're like, we said, take it as, as you need it. I'm like, I freaking need it. And so they, it's like, they treated me like crap until I got down to nothing. And I, I called my doctor and I was like, I have to come in. And I went in and he just literally moved around a little touch, a couple things. He's like, you're going to surgery tomorrow. And then he told him and the, his nurses were like, is she, you know, just got low t- pain tolerance. And he's like, no, like, just with the, what was going on in my knee, I shouldn't have been at past 90 degrees. And we were forcing it to 120, just trying to make it make it go. And, man, I knew something was wrong. I just I just wouldn't transition from one position to the next. It was just – it was so messed up, man. It was just so such a mess. Wow. Yeah, th- but, I mean, I, I know that now with pain medications, they don't give out what they used to because well, of people getting addicted to them. But, like but for but you – yeah. For for that kind of surgery you need it. I my yeah. I had like my sister, she had brain surgery this was uh-huh. years ago and I remember being in the hospital room and they would not give her anything. They said no, we have to wait 24 hours. She was in agony and they would not give her anything and because she was swearing, they they were they were kind of like, you know, telling her to to calm down. I'm like, "You tell you I mean like 
get the kid out of here that that doesn't yeah. want to hear this too bad you're yeah. leaving her in pain and then finally her doctor came in and gave it to her but i'm like are you kidding yeah, my, the That's nurses all... are horrible it wasn't until yeah. i see my doctor that i got something done done yeah. about it it's all insurance related mm -hmm. and government mm -hmm. you know whatever kind of related which is kind of sucky on you know for you because you're suffering that way but right. one of the things that does help is is acupuncture if you can find somebody that's that's by you and then um, well, I do physical therapy they do something called needling so i guess they it's different from acupuncture they say but it's it's it it will make your muscles they can turn your muscles on and off like i guess for athletes and stuff like that so like if there's big problems with your muscles like he said it's different than acupuncture but i thought about maybe let him do that because before the second surgery my my mcl was so locked down that my muscle just wouldn't contract I'm, i still can't hardly get it to work on the on the front top side of my legs so um i think that it just like slowed me down so much that now i'm just really trying to play catch up because this is a like a skinny girl's leg going on right now uh, yeah I'm, i don't think my legs been this skinny since i was like nine years old and i had six pack then so this is legit <laughs> yeah do you have a, a like a full brace like covering the whole leg uh, no, I had a, I had, they gave me a pretty decent brace. It looks like a, um, you know, a robo, robo leg. Yeah. But, um, cha-ching, uh, cha-ching. My, yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> my cha problem is wearing it and everybody's like, oh, you aren't wearing your brace and yeah, I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm supposed to be on my crutches and I'm supposed to be doing this, but I just have a hard time, um, being immobile, I guess. So. Well, it must, it, it must be given. It must be giving you time to, you know, sit and be a little more introspective about what you want next. And I mean, you, you know, getting into the next phase of, of you being a fighter and now a promoter, um, how has, you know, you, you just dealt with an injury at the same time and you put on a promotion. I mean, how, how is that? And it hurt <laughs> on both sides. <laughs> uh, it was good. We had a, we did, we do, we threw a great show in Houston and uh, we had some amazing fights. Um, I'd have to say I'm the best matchmaker alive. Just going to put that out there. Uh, no, but um, we threw <laughs> a great card, a really great card. And we had some good fights and um, you know, I, I uh, wasn't as successful as I'd like it. To be but i think we uh, stepped on a couple toes and and that really um they really got the better end on this deal but um i just stuck sticking out my middle fingers and we're going to try to do it again and eventually it'll uh, it'll come around but i think that um you know people had a hard time trusting me for this one and and you know i needed to prove myself you know before you get anything from anybody when it comes to sponsors and stuff like that so I think it was a little bit of an uphill battle on this one, but I, I feel like we did such a good job that um, uh, we got nothing but great responses back. And, and man, it, I have to do some. I sit here and, and live off of my money and, and be broke by the time my next fight comes around or I can, you know, go ahead and blow my money and, and take a risk and do what we did and, and then, uh, you know, uh, try to figure it out from there and, and hopefully um, work myself into something for the future, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, typically, I think it takes maybe three, two to three shows or something like that for you to get any, um, you know, uh, you know, sponsorships or something like that. But um, I, I noticed on your Facebook page, you were, you know, looking for fighters. I mean, are you like just freaking it up to here with them or what? Oh, my God, it was a mess with what the commission 
what the commission put me through was so unreal. I, I just, it was so unreal. I like, I understand why people don't throw shows here. It was just, I don't understand it either. It's like they make money by us throwing shows yet. They make it impossible for us to throw shows and impossible for us to make money. They like cut their own nose off to spite their face. It makes no sense to me, but you know, I, I just am not that person that, um, you know, I, I, I just can't quit. And especially <laughs> with how much trouble they did to like make it not happen. And, and I know it's another promoter that had a big, huge part in that too. Like trying to cut my, cut my strings a little and, and ruin everything. And I just feel like, fuck him, man. I, I can, he's not smarter than me and he can't, I just feel like he can't do anything better than me. So even if it takes me a show or two, I just feel like, uh, we're going to get it done and we're going to put on a better, better show and, and have a better product in the long run and, and we're going to be successful. So I, I just think it's, um, it, it was a struggle. Oh my God, it was a struggle, <laughs> but the commission definitely made it really hard. And, and I, I think we're looking at some different options to see what we can do and, and where else we can throw the show and, and kind of, um, you know, kind of make a little headway to, 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 to better everything on our end and, and come back a little even so we can, we can throw another big show. That sounds wonderful. I, I remember when um, back, this was several years ago, we were trying to put on a show up here. It was actually before I got involved with um, some of the people that were uh, just before Invicta came out, I was trying to put a show up here in, in um, uh, New Hampshire and dealt with another, you know, had an agreement with another promotion, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, and then they, they backstabbed and then another promotion mm-hmm. came in, stole the site that we, we, um, you know, found and we're going to use. And, mm-hmm. and then the commission backstabbed us and told us we couldn't have a show. Yeah. I mean, they did everything possible to, to make this not happen. And literally fight after fight, they didn't accept a female fight of mine because the girl never fought in Houston or never fought in Texas, even though she's two and zero and has two sanctioned fights, they wouldn't accept it because she hasn't fought in Texas. That's fucking ridiculous. Like you don't respect other commissions enough. And they're like, well, what if their their rules are different? They do things. That's the same thing as the pros. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Every state that I go and fight in, usually there's some rules different. There's some, some way they do things different. We're not, and we're not just dumb here. You know, like we, I can understand the rule changes. I can understand all this. Like, I just don't understand where it's like, they're, they're just, it's a, like a dictatorship out here. And they like, you have no respect for other commissions and, and no respect for anybody else to be able to let this kid fight. Like, I just, I just can't understand the thought process of how they run everything to make it just so impossible. I mean, I, it's a huge state and <laughs> there's no promotions like for this reason, it's just amazing. And then I know the one promoter promoter that, that, uh, was hating on us we threw a show at his his venue that he uses but a different it's a different building a completely different venue but same property Mm -hmm. and uh man i guarantee uh he had a hard hard time with us doing that so he he had a big part in like cutting our throat on this one a little bit but um my show's gonna be bigger than his so he can he'll see I, I love the fact that you have the fortitude and, and, uh, and, you know, you put your own money up for it too, which says a lot about what, you know, what you're about as a person and, and, uh, and then to saying F you to the people that are kind of doing, you know, the karma is going to come around, 
you know, yeah. like it, it does because the people that, um, you know, I can remember the people that kind of shut me down, they, and I didn't have money behind me. I, it was like, I had to raise money and everything to do it. Mm -hmm. they, those people aren't even in business anymore. Like they, they yeah, have a gym, but they're not doing the promotion anymore. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, geez, you know, and I wasn't even like doing, I was trying to do it all women's thing. And mm -hmm. I don't even see how that would be even, you know, competing against theirs, no. you yeah. know, on the other side of the state. Yeah, I was trying to do kickboxing, and I'm like, you guys do grappling and MMA. I was trying to do kickboxing. It just, I don't understand why everybody, I mean, in my shows, too, the way we throw them, we, draw, we build a big crowd. Like, we draw attention from the, to the general public about what's going on in the state, too. Like, yeah. not just our show. There, a lot of people don't even realize there's fights going on in their city, you know? A lot of people are just fans of watching UFC on TV. They don't know anything. So, I think that they're just not understanding how the like we build it like if we build a big enough community of mma and supporters and, this and that there's enough to go around the city's huge i mean the city's huge yeah. he had i went off my card i made it for his card like i just i'm like you're my main event like what are you talking about you've been on the card <laughs> i just it, it just blows my mind and i don't know what he's promising he was telling people that my show my show was a uh smoker and that we're all going to get fined and they're going to they're going to lose their licenses and stuff and i'm like i'm a fucking licensed promoter like you guys are assholes like <laughs> i'm like i i think you would know me enough to where if i was full of shit you could at least see it online or like i would ruin my reputation or something if i did something shady like that or something yeah. i just don't understand it yeah. so i mean i just think it, it had a lot to do with that and you know i don't know we put a good show on though so did, did you know. have many people come out? I saw a couple guys saying, I can't believe there's not very many people here. Because yeah, because we were so good. We had um, the commission only let us push tickets for one week. One week. What the hell is up with that? Yes. They, they held, our, you, they they held, you they held my license. They held my license until one week. And then they accidentally mailed it to me. And once I got it in hand, I printed my tickets. And they wouldn't let me do, promote it or do anything. So I had one week sent tickets. I got almost a thousand people there, but um, if I would have three weeks, I don't. I don't think I'd have a problem getting four to six thousand people. I just do not have a problem putting people in a crowd. Um, I got that many people there in a week, and I think that our problem was the time. Like people can't change their plans. They got plans that weekend. I'm coming to hand you tickets on Monday. You can't make it on Friday, you know, or Saturday. It just is, was impossible. They made it impossible for us. So. You know, uh, we lost a lot of money, but um, I think that the product we put out and the kickback we got and, and uh, everything, I think, was, was really good. And I've I seen a lot of my sponsors step up and, and everybody offered to, like, sponsor the very next show. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people kind of seen what was going on and, and ha how it was happening and, and kind of fell for me a little bit. But, you know, I, I, you know it's a risk I was going to take, so I took it. Wow, you're really um, moving forward in, uh, you know, this year, uh, a lot of uh, challenges. I mean, you have a physical challenge. You just completed, like, I mean, you, you did get the promotion off the ground, but it sounds like it was an amazing, like, you know, you got the boulder in front of you and you're pushing up mm -hmm. the mountain and it's like, it's not really rolling down the other side yet. Yeah, yeah, it's a struggle. But I think by the next card, I think we made enough connections that by the next card, I think we'll 
we're going to do things just so far out that, I mean, they try to make it impossible for them to really hurt us too bad, you know? So um, I think we'll be good the next show. I think we'll be back on track the way, the way that I know how to throw shows and, and, and putting big crowds in there. I think that I, I think I'll be right back on track. I just think that, yeah, uh, uh, I think that the first one with them having my license, they just had me by the balls. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they just, they, they held the, all the, the chips in their hand on that one. Yeah. So, um, for your injury too, I mean, are you, is, is the UFC paying for your medical bills for that during your fight? Yeah. Camp? Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Cause I would probably be injured for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I can't afford that surgery. Um, so I'll just live with it, but you know, they're paying for it. Thank God. And, and taking care of everything and, and, um, you know, doing the right thing. I think it's really cool and, and awesome that they're, they're doing it. Um, I'm yeah, I'm happy to hear that. I, I was wondering, you know, how they handle that when you're in fight camp and you get injured and because there's, there's um, somebody, you know, they're do, trying to get this union for, you know, people that are, you know, fighters that are involved in the, the UFC to, mm -hmm. you know, get better pay and, and, and then too to cover medical expenses and stuff. And I, I, with the injury that you had, that type of injury, I'm like, oh my God, what are your medical bills like? And and two, yeah. you put up this promotion. So the the money thing, the money flow as a as a fighter, as a MMA fighter, um, you know, you got to keep it coming in. It's not it's not the same type of, you know, if you're a football player, you know, you you got your you got your pay, you know, for the right. year. You're as a as a fighter. And, and you're on like, you know, that high of a platform, you think it would be a little bit better. Um, yeah, I would love a monthly paycheck just to pay my bills and then I'd be fine. <laughs> and then I can just train full time. But uh, yeah, that would be nice. But um, I, just, I don't believe that's going to happen. Shit, UFC stopped giving away cards by the time I came in. I'm like, God damn it. Can't even get a free car. Jeez. <laughs> So as a promoter now, how, how do you see that maybe you could change how that is for fighters? Because I know when, when I was trying to do it, I, I thought that way. Like, how can you change that, that um, you know, get away from the, box, the boxing commission? You know, I mean, you still have to deal with them, but um, get away from that mentality of how fighters get paid. You know, you have to be like the Conor McGregor or what, you know, to get a pay-per-view hit and then that's the way you negotiate making money. Yeah. And I mean, you're entertaining like to, to hear you. I mean, like, what was it? You know, I'm going to bring the sexy back in <laughs> or something. And you know, <laughs> um, I told people in that interview, I said, if I win this, I'm going to take my shirt off and rub my boobs on the cage and seriously win. And then people start chanting, take your shirt off, take your shirt off. And I'm like, that was a lie. I was lying. <laughs> Y'all don't want to see my shirt off. <laughs> but, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like bringing in that sort of entertainment. Because, I mean, you are, you have to be mm -hmm. an entertainer. And, and now you're, you're on the other, the other side of doing, you know, Indominus fights. And mm -hmm. you're seeing what it is from the promotion side, what they have to contend with. Uh, to get anything off the ground, to, to deal with the fighters and try to, you know, match make them, to deal with the commission, which, I mean, no. I, I remember how that was a real, 
um, issue yeah. and, and then still put on a good show and, and then, and then generate the revenue to have another one and right. to pay fighters because they, you, you want to be able to pay them. So, yeah. I mean, have you thought about like, you know, say your next show and how you can kind of, I mean, you've already come through a lot of hurdles, you, you know, you, you've met the resistance and now it's like, okay, what do you see? How do you see it playing out, say, for your next show? Uh, well, obviously, I, I think that I have a, a little bit different look because I'm a fighter, so I feel a little bit more for them. And, and my girlfriend really hasn't been around fighting until she, like, came – her first fight ever to come watch was me and Cyborg. So uh, it's, it's a huge step for her, too, and kind of figured things out. But, like, the way we're trying to do things is, you know, I, I like to treat the fighters well. I like to do a lot more for the fighters. And I know, um, you know, I know the, the promotions around here, that was a big thing when I first started building the car. Are you paying for travel? Are you paying for this? Are you paying for that? Of course I'll pay for that. I think that's, I mean, you guys are out here fighting for me for free, for free, and I'm going to take home every bit of money and not do shit for you, not even pay your travel, not even pay anything. And I think that's so ridiculous. The, the, just to think about that, I think it's so ridiculous. And you see some big promotions doing that. And, you know, not to drop any names or anything, but you do. Oh, and I, I, I think that, it's just crazy to, to, I mean, you guys are making good money and you guys are a big promotion. You're still making fighters pay their travel to come out there and, and make you money. It just doesn't make any sense. And nobody has any sympathy for the struggle and, and these amateurs it's hardest for, you know, they don't get sponsors. They don't get paid for the fight. They don't get shit. They got to pay their, their gym dues because they aren't a pro yet and making the gym money. You know, their struggle is so much harder than a professional struggle, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that um, people don't understand that. So, you know, I, I try to make things as easy as possible. I, I pay for their hotels, I pay for their travel. I'd like to give them some per diem or what I can do. Like me and my girlfriend are just going over everything today. And um, it's just, uh, it's just so hard. It's so hard when I, when I, you know, I, I want to do these things, but then I, I mean, just getting everybody else on the same standard and the same level is, I think is going to be just too hard to, to do anything right at this moment. Like when you talk about a union, but for me, man, I don't even care what anybody else is doing. I'll treat my fighters right. And they'll feel good about fighting on my card. And, and I won't have no problems with them backing out and them not getting their medicals and not doing what I wanted them to do. Because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm giving them tickets for their friends and family to come watch for free where you got to, they normally, you get a couple people to come because they got to pay and the rest of your family can't even afford it, you know? So I, I try to treat them the best I can to make it, make it worth them fighting on my card. And, and, you know, I appreciate the efforts they put and, and, and making me, you know, successful and, and be able to get some money back for my promotion, you know? So, so I definitely, I definitely have a little bit more sympathetic, sympathetic, like thinking when it comes to, to them. So mm. I think we're on the right track. I definitely think we're on the right track. Um, whichever way we go with the next show, we got a couple different options. I think that's going to be the difference of, of what we can offer them for this next show. Um, this show I did everything I could and I, I paid their travel and I paid their hotels and, and I paid for what I could. And, um, you know, they were happy with that. And, you know, uh, uh, we'll just, we'll just build from there and try try to give them more and more and, and make everybody happy. Uh, I got to applaud that because I know how hard that is. That's a, that's a major struggle, but I'm, I'm like yeah. so psyched for you. I was, I was so psyched seeing it and I, I love the logo. I love the name. 
Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, really. What? How did you come up with Indominus Fights? The name. We had a name that was super badass, and I was at the bar with my buddies, and he said it, and I was like, I'm gonna write that down, but I can't write it down in front of him because can't let him know he thought of the name of my promotion. <laughs> so we forgot it. <laughs> and uh, then we were trying to come up with some names and, and my girlfriend's niece came up with that name. And um, um, I kind of just took a couple different options to the gym and everybody kind of threw a vote out and, uh, you know, um, picked that one. And so we went with that and, and a buddy of mine that does all my logos for my, for my t-shirts and my banners and all that stuff. Uh, um he did the, the logo for our, our promotion and stuff. And man, he just does great work and he does all my stuff for free. And, and I literally, if I wouldn't have had the help that I have, so many people do things for free for me. And the announcer came out from Missouri for free to do the show. The, our, my design guy did everything for free to help us and design my posters, design my everything that we needed designed. Uh, my printer guys did my shirts and stuff. It, like my family came out, my girlfriend's family came out. We did this with like, a handful of people, close friends and family and, and put a huge show together. And man, I, if I didn't have help from all these people, I should, I wouldn't even be here today fighting. I mean, people have put in time and effort and money and everything for me to be a success, you know, and, and, you know, I just, uh, it's, it's because of them, you know, so I'm just out here trying to, trying to use it wisely. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's because they love you and they, they, they respect what you do and they respect who you are. That's why they're there for you, Tanya. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, you do a lot of great stuff for other people too and, and you have big dreams and, and you're, you're taking a lot of people along for the ride and, and that's yeah. a great, great thing that you're, you're, you're doing, you know, you're inspiring people. So um, the last time I talked to you, you were single and, 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 um, you know, kind of, you know, had a little crush on what was it? Laura, Laura Sanko. And, and now you have this new beautiful woman in your, in your life. And, and um, can you tell us a little bit about how that kind of all transpired? You know about the Laura Sanko thing. That's why I just looked. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I like, I like flirting with those girls that are attached already. So there's <laughs> the, un, the girls that you can't get a hold of. Uh, now, um, yeah, man, I, uh, me and her have been friends for about a year or so before we started dating. So we get along really well. And um, I don't know, there was, I guess, issues and stuff. Or maybe we thought that we wouldn't work out for each other, but we ended up, we're perfect for each other. So, and she's super hot. So that works for me too. But um, other than that, you know, she's, she's great. <laughs> she's perfect for me. Seriously. That's Seriously. awesome. That's awesome. And she, you know, she, it looks like too, she's, she's come at right the t right time where you've had a lot of challenges and, and hard times. And so you guys are testing the relationship. <laughs> I mean, you make it through you some of this stuff. You ain't kidding. She's, I, I really thought I saw her during the show and I was like, she's going to have a breakdown. A couple of times she's like, I need my anxiety medicine, get it out of your truck. And I'm like, I got to go get it. And I get so sidetracked. And at the end of the night, I'm like, she probably told me three or four times. And I never, I get, as soon as I leave her sites, people are coming at me a million different ways. And she's all over. And I'm like, fucking, I don't even, the things that she took care of, I just took care of the fighter side and the show side of it. She took care of the concessions and all our employees and everything, you get all the money and all the tickets and everything you can think of. Like, just amazing job, you know, for the first time her really being involved in like the sport in any way, you know what I mean? So, uh, she handled it super well. 
and um and we just get along really well we don't we don't have fights we don't argue about nothing we like we just get along super well so it's it just works perfect and and uh you know she ain't afraid to work hard and stuff so it works out and and we came together and did something great and and you know it really kind of like it's motivating you know for both of us but uh we obviously got to find uh you know ways to make it happen again and 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 to get all the you know necessary things <laughs> cash money <laughs> uh to make it happen again but other than that um it was good it was good she did really good and and she helped me do amazing amazing things this week last weekend that's awesome. It's awesome to have that support system that close to you. That's really great. Um, you know, I, I, I can't help but wonder where you are, you know, not the, not the normal type of, um, you know, promoter. You're not the normal type of fighter, um, you know, or classical kind of, you, you know, you know, what do you, do you think that you run up against some of the resistance that you've had because of your choice in lifestyle? I mean, we, we see, we, now we're just seeing, you know, we hit we, women relationships. Um, in, in the men's professional uh, sports, there generally isn't men that, who are openly out, you know, in a gay relationship. You are, Amanda Nunes is with uh, Nina, and, and um, there's some other ones that are up here. I mean, Kayleen Medeiros is, is um, she's planning on getting married to her partner. And do you find that there could be some resistance from, say, you know, the, the commission and why they held out a little bit longer to give you your license? Or, I mean, was that lurking in the back of your head a little bit? Or... Um, you know, have you kind of sensed any of that or no? Oh, definitely. Definitely. My girlfriend tries not to be gay around certain people because she thinks it's going to, you know, hinder us from certain things. So I have to act like a gay girl that doesn't know her because <laughs> obviously people know I'm, you can look at me until I'm gay. But no, uh, the funny thing, yeah, one of the commissioners that worked our show, she's, she's married to a woman. So I don't think it had anything to do with the commission. Uh, that was straight up just hating from another promoter that I think had that, inner ties with the commission and mm-hmm. with them just wanting to make things difficult for us. Um, aside from that, uh, everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, uh, I'm the only female out here trying to throw shows too. So I think that that was another, another thing, you know, that, that people don't really trust. <laughs> I have these guys that I see them sponsor female or male fighters and the, the other promoters all day long. And they just are like, nah, I'm good. I'm just like, you know, it has to be because of some reason, like either I'm a girl or I'm gay or this or that. But, you know, I, I don't care. I mean, um, I don't care. I, I mean, you can support me and support my show and, and just love what I do. You don't have to agree with what I do. Um, but if you have fun at the show and, and whatnot or whatnot, you know, watch me fight or, or come to the fights or this or that, that's all good. I don't, I don't really care if anybody agrees with my lifestyle. I, I feel like I can't live with any kind of regrets. So I'm going to live the way I feel comfortable. And if people don't like it, then I just don't care. I just don't care. I mean, we can argue for a little bit, but that's just out of entertainment, but (laughs) I I don't care at the end of the day. Yeah. I think, I think that's a better place to be. It's like you, you're living your life and you want to be happy and you want to have joy in it. And that's really all that matters and why people, other people care and want to stop or hinder that. 
I, I personally don't get it. Um, so do you see, um, how do you see yourself as a, a role model for young girls coming up? I know you, you, you teach and, um, or young women coming up in, in, the, in the MMA fight game or training or just even, even as a fan, how do you see yourself as a, as a female role model to other women? I think I'm a great role model. Obviously, I have a little bit of a mouth, but I think uh, if you get past the little things like that, I think that I'm fine. I think that, you know, I, I obviously, I, you know, I travel the world. I do whatever I want. I compete in everything I try to do. I, I like just go after I don't really you know I college educating I do and I'm, I'm usually you know trying to be successful as much as I can and stuff like that I think that um I think that I'm a good role model on that part you know obviously I think that um I cuss a little too much but and people give me crap because some parents will send pictures of their kids with my hats that say filthy and flipping the camera off and their little kids and people are like I can't believe you let your man it's not they're not like really flipping anybody the bird like f you it's more like a and then some people won't wear my shirts because they say filthy and i'm like i don't know what y'all think filthy means like i don't think it's like anything bad i guess it's how you look at it but you know whatever but uh you know i, I think I, overall i think i'm a good role model i do i think you are too i love watching you and hearing what you say i, I like that you're unconventional big time i i, I love <laughs> that 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 gets you know, well, the, you know, what is what is the saying? Um, uh, Well-behaved women really make history. <laughs> you know, yeah. And and I'm like, I think is on. <laughs> We're trying to listen to her. Have you had any aha moments of realization, like during your training, or even in this past year, where you had these epiphanies of, oh that's what I should be doing or that's what I learned from this or, you know, something of that nature. You mean regarding like training and stuff? Life. Like just training? Oh, just in life? Oh, I have epiphanies every day and I think I'm going to got the next get rich scheme every day. I got a new idea every day. <laughs> I come up with tons and tons of the ability I want to do. I'm that person that wants to do everything and I want to try everything out. I want to, I like that pressure of like challenges of things and, and, and stuff like that. And, um, I just think that I can't, I don't have the means to do all these things. You know, I either don't have, you know, obviously a lot of things cost money and, you know, I, I, I thought about so many things I could do with this money that I, I won from fighting cyborg and, you know, at first I was like, I'm going to buy a house and I'm just going to put, I'm just going to build it out and then sell it and make some money that way. But then, and I just, I do everything that I'm supposed to do responsible and I fuck it up to play sports. And so here I am, you know, I have great jobs. I'll get really good jobs working for really good companies. And I stop because I can't stop playing sports, you know, or competing in what I'm competing in. And so then that's exactly what I did. I, I, I had these opportunities to do so many different things with this money. And I, I chose to, to come in here and throw a fight. Like, to, to, you know, go in and do something where these kids just put another notch on their, their bedpost as a win and, and everyone had fun. Everybody came out and had fun and I paid for a big party pretty much. You know what I mean? But 
I think at the end of the day, that's just what I'm meant to do, man. I just, that's what motivates me and keeps me going. And I, and I enjoy doing it. So I think that no matter what, I'm probably going to just stick to doing the same thing like this all the time. <laughs> so I, you know, I just, I think I'm just trying to accept things, accept the way and, and try to stay focused on one thing. <laughs> And stay in the moment and, mm -hmm. and follow your, your authentic kind of self and, and that spark mm -hmm. that, that drives you. That's what it sounds like to me, which I think right. is a great thing. It, it shows, too, that um, a sense of fearlessness in, in, in the face of adversity. <laughs> so um, I think uh, last question. Um, for this is one that I'm probably going to ask everybody on on the show is um, share a story when you felt inadequate or were told no because you were a woman, and then how you and it sounds like you've been dealing with that for a long time, so I don't think you'll have a hard time coming up with a story. And then uh, yeah. how you know how you handled it. Um. Oh gosh, so many things, so many things. Just growing up, I think that. Uh, I think that it's always, for me, it's always just been in sports. You know, I always wanted to play them sports that the boys played wanted, when we were rodeo and when we were young. Uh, I think, you know, I'm the one that's done everything. My brothers kind of followed in footsteps. If I want to play a sport, they kind of jumped in behind me. I was the one that wanted to do all these things and wanted the rodeo and ride steers and bulls. And, and it was the same thing that my brothers got involved and stuff and started doing it. But, you know, it, it, it was like that back then. You, girls couldn't do it. It was only for boys. And man, I would just get around. I would make friends with like, you know, the guys throwing the shows, the, the contractors and stuff, man, they just loved me. I would get in there and work my ass off and, and try to help do everything and, and do what I could and stuff. And they, they liked me. So they would just let me ride with not, no name, no pay. They would just put a bull in the thing, shoots and let me get on and ride. And then they would end up getting in trouble because girls weren't supposed to do it, which is so ridiculous. Same thing when I tried to play football in high or junior high. And it was so bad. I got in such a big argument over the football coach and, and he just wouldn't let me play. And I was like, well, I'm just going to show up to, to tryouts. And he's like, well, I just won't give you any equipment. And I was like, this is bullshit, dude. <laughs> so like I ended up going to freshman year and that's that football picture that came out of me. And my freshman year, the, the freshman high school football coach was my wrestling coach. And he was like, hell yeah, you can, you can play football for me. So when I got in high school, I was able to play in high school, but I couldn't play in junior high. So, you know, I, I think I always kind of find a way around it. Even if I'm not supposed to do it, I find somebody that is like, yeah, go do it. So I usually find a way around it. But, man, it's like everything I've ever wanted to do growing up is always just for the boys. So I think here I am. I, I just constantly have to put myself in a position where I'm not supposed to be able to do things, and I got to just do them. I just got to prove that I can do them, you know. Yeah, you were precocious. You you sounded like, you know, like that kid that wouldn't take no for an answer and would yeah. you know, nag or whatever until you got drive you away. crazy. I drive you crazy. Yeah. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. You still <laughs> like that too. That's great. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'd like to thank you, you know, Tanya, for, for coming on the show. Um, you're indeed a very exciting fighter to watch inside the cage, but even outside, um, appreciate you, know, it. Appreciate you know, on your, on your Facebook page, you're always doing something really cool and, or something's going on there. So people enjoy watching you, um, and, and respect the lifestyle too. And, and, uh, you have a lot of great fans. I'm one of them. Um, do you have any parting, um, you know, wisdom that you like to share with maybe some of the other female fighters or anything that you, you know, like maybe your own little commercial that, you know, is something that you'd like to um, end with today's show? Um, no, I never know what to say. They always ask me and I'm like, I got to get something to say at the end of these shows. I never know either because I've been asked that too. Know. I'm like, it's, it's yeah. like, oh, what do I, what do I say? You know, like yeah. I said it all in the last, you know, hour. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, no, I guess not. I don't know. Um, I always, uh, I guess one thing I like, I, I don't know, is uh, I'm out here in Houston. So obviously, man, there's so many girls out there. I see them traveling around and training with all these camps and all this shit and all these other girls and stuff. And I just don't understand why none of them come and train with me. I don't think, I just don't ever understand that. And I invite everybody out, like they can all come train and stuff. But I don't know why girls don't come train with me and try to learn a little bit of my style. I think my style is unique and different. But I think what it probably is, everybody thinks wow. my style is junk and I'm just getting lucky. <laughs> They're like, that ain't even a technique she's using. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I just throw that out there. If anyone wants to train when I'm healthy again, they can come out and train. Um, That's awesome. I'm actually blown away by that, Tanya. I had no idea. I thought people did train with you. Like I, no, I train mainly guys. I think Laura Howarth comes out and trains with me, but I, she hasn't been fighting for a year or two. She, she would come out and train with me all the time, and um, we would meet at certain camps and, and train together and stuff. But she's kind of like me. We just beat the shit out of each other and go home and then get up in the morning and beat the shit out of each other and go home. You know, we, uh, I think, it, you know, um, we just mat meshed well, you know, but, uh, yeah, man, I don't know what it is. Girls don't, I don't know what it is. Cause I think I'm a good teacher and good coach mm. and I think I'm a, a different fighter. My style is a little bit different. I think it's, um, really dominating. I, I just can't believe a lot of people don't, don't come and learn it. But my coach at my gym is pretty much teaching my style to everybody, which I don't really like, but I'll take it <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm blown away by that one. Wow, I I wouldn't have thought that at all. I would think people would be, you know, wanting to train with you, and you'd have like a core mm -hmm. little group there of of female yeah, I have people fighters. ask all the time, but nobody really commits, so it's weird. Huh? I, I yeah, I'm like that is weird because th yeah. that just doesn't make sense. You got anyway. It's open. Doors are open. Cool. Well, we're, we're going to post that on, on when I, when I post this up, I'm going to be, okay, you guys right. out there, Tanya's open. She wants to, yeah. she wants to train you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So again, thank you so much um, for, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And, and I know uh, our listeners around. will too. Um, I'd like, um, um, so yeah, if you, um, if you like what you heard today, and are eager to hear more, remember to subscribe either on iTunes or at our blog, Evolve WMMA, um, or you can find us on facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. This is for every woman who has been told no, but nevertheless, just like Tanya, she persisted and pursued the dream <laughs> anyways. This is Shelly Devine. Until next time, 
Thanks for listening.